0: What's up guys? Welcome to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. I'm Trenton.
1: And I'm Brett. Let's Let's talk.
0: talk. What's up guys? Welcome back to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett right here on whatever platform you're checking this out on. I'm Trenton and
1: right next to me is another host. Brett, how's it going tonight, Brett? How's it going, everybody? It is good to be back once again. Thank you so much for checking out Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. We hope that you guys have been enjoying the shows over the last couple of weeks. We've enjoyed putting them out there for you. Just again, thank you guys so much for all that you do by checking out the show. We greatly appreciate it. Preparation. That's a big word.
0: I sense it in the atmosphere tonight. We're going to see where we go with that. Before we do anything... Let's go ahead and say, make sure you're hitting that subscribe button on whatever platform you're checking this out at right now. And make sure you're subscribing as well on Rumble and YouTube. And then give us a like, share it with your friends. If you hit that share button, you can share it on whatever social media platform you prefer. We'd really appreciate it. If you'd like to hit us up with questions or thoughts you'd like us to discuss on the air, you can hit us up at at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up at the voice message link located at the bottom of the description of each and every
1: episode where we would love to hear from you. And guys, don't forget, check us out on Facebook at Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. You know it. You're going to find all the latest shows and info there. You can also head on over to Zap it, X. Zap it. X-A-P-I-T. I almost forgot how to, how to spell it there for a second. Head on over to Zap It. Check that out. You can set yourself up a profile and just look for Let's Talk with
0: Trenton and Brett. Like he said, we hope you enjoyed the shows the last couple of weeks where we were on here with Tasha Hart and Ivory Yarbrough talking about the Armor of God Conference. We got anything we want to add about that, Brett, or anything that you felt that maybe we didn't get to talk about
1: on the last couple of weeks' shows? No, you know, just with uh, when we do conferences, and I, I know that we've said this, but there's just always an expectancy from them, and you know we've got another one coming up that we're getting ready to start talking about more and more it's gonna be here in just a couple of months now really and when we do conferences god God's been moving so I'm just excited to see what's coming up in the very near future for the next conference that's coming up if you're looking for a fresh move of God also on Wednesday
0: nights at seven o'clock at twelve twenty five old Cape Road right here in Jackson, Missouri we have our next level freedom church service. 7 o'clock Wednesday nights, they're never the same. We've never had a Wednesday night that's ever been the same. And that is because when the Holy Spirit takes over, most people, and I was talking to a few of them here at least just within the last couple of weeks, the prayer time is what they look forward to. I mean, I myself, that's what I look forward to on Wednesday nights. I don't, you know, the music's great, the preach is great, but I look forward to the prayer time because I look forward to the deliverances that God is going to do in the house because we never know what that is. And we've got new people sneaking in off the
1: streets all the time, mm-hmm. Brett. So, what do you got? No, it's just, uh, here just a couple of weeks ago, I guess it'd be three weeks now probably, uh, you know, like you said, our services are really never the same. Like, you know, we have our, we have our worship time and we have our time for sermons and things like that, but really you never know if if you're going to flow the way that you think you're going to flow in the service. We just allow the Holy Spirit to come in and we had a really awesome altar call here just a few weeks ago. I, I think it was the week that uh, Trenton, you were out, but we just had a really awesome time of uh, prayer, and there wasn't really, we weren't laying hands on people, so to speak, or anything like that. People were just coming up and just spending time with God, and that was that was something so amazing to me, because, you know, it kind of reminded me of whenever I was a kid, and, you know, I'd go up for, uh, kneel down at the altar, you know, and it just, re- it reminded me of that time that, that I, that I did that, and I seen these people, and they were coming up, and they were just kneeling down before God, and it reminded me of something, and here's where I'm going with this, is, you know, Trenton, we lay hands on people, you know, because the scripture tells us to lay hands, and we anoint them with oil, and we pray for them whenever they ask us to, but this was just a time of them and God, and it was just such an awesome time, and it, it just made me realize that there's nothing that us as pastors that we can do that's more powerful than what God can do in a single moment. We can pray for somebody and lay hands on them, and yeah, God can touch them and God can heal them, but it's not about us laying hands on them necessarily. It's about what God is wanting to do and being sensitive to the Spirit and just allowing God to move. Because that night, I just heard heard God say, you don't need to lay hands on them tonight. You let me do the work. So I just said, "Guys, the altar is open." And you wouldn't believe it, but Trenton, almost every spot up there was was full, and it, it was just Man. it was awesome to see because it was God telling me, "You're not laying hands tonight. I want to do some work." And I said, "Yes, sir." So we just cleared everything off and gave the people a place to come, and it, it went on for a good while. It was just an amazing thing to see, and I was glad to hear that. I was at a funeral that night. Or actually, well, we were
0: preparing for one. I was with family that with a passing, and he told me about that, and I was glad to hear it, because that's one of the things I want to have as well, especially when we get a bigger facility, which is in the talks already now. It sounds like there might be some talks towards making a move towards that. So I'm excited about that, because I'm hoping that with more room, we're going to be able to do more of those type of altar calls, because I want people... To be able to come down and freely pray at the altar for whatever the needs are. Yes, us pastors will be there and to pray with people as they need it. But I want people to feel open to just come and kneel because I—that's the moments I enjoyed when I was a youth and when I was younger. And you know, even though we were growing up in a Southern Baptist church, I would go down to the altar just to pray. And it's those alone prayer times that God can do so much more in. And I'm excited, you know. But I'm, you know, I don't mind praying for people either. I love. Love it and when God gives a word and they tell me it's dead on or people are getting mad because they think I talked to somebody any of those type of things it's cool because the Holy Spirit is moving and that's how you know he's moving in the house the only difference is we allow him to move so if the yeah. spirit wants to move, you know, we tell people right up front before we start prayer time. If you need to, you can go ahead and go. We're going to have some prayer time here cuz we never know how long it's going to go. We've had nights where it went an hour and a half. We've had nights that's only went 10, 15 minutes. So, it just depends on what the spirit is doing on that particular night. But know this, there is a God. There's a real he's very real and he wants to hear your knees, your call, when, he's, when you're going through stuff, he's right there with you.
1: And spending time for him is the best place to be. You know, there's something, too, about that that first step. You're, you know, I remember as a kid, you know, like being called to ministry and I was younger, you know, being called to ministry and different things. And I remember standing there, you know, knowing that you need to take that first step and walk out and go kneel down and pray. But, you know, everybody's staring at you. Everybody's looking at you. And there's just something about taking that first step out into the aisle and walking down to the altar. Because once you, you're nervous the whole way there, but once you get to the altar and you hit your knees, everything else disappears. What the people behind you are doing, nobody can, everybody can see you, but you can't see anything except that altar down in front of you. And it's just, I don't know how to explain it, Trenton, but there's just something, it's humbling. And you know that once you get to the altar, God is there. And that nothing else is going to matter. Nothing else behind you matters. It's just going to be you and God that are at that altar. And that's such a cool thing because I just—if I don't even know how to explain it. Because if you've never experienced it, I encourage you guys, go to the altar and and just spend some time with God. You know, just you and him. Just go up there and spend some time. And here's the cool thing about it. You can make a really an altar anywhere that you need an altar, and you know I've said that and I've preached that so many times. Places where there's not an altar, and right now at the church that we're at, there's not an altar. So we made we made a place, and really all it was was the front row of chairs. But man, the moment it happened, one came, two came, and I'm standing there, and God God gave me a word and said these people are they're hesitating. You tell them to stop hesitating. I want to I want to talk to them. So I said. Right now, there's somebody hesitating, and the moment I said that, four more people got up and <laughs> came down mm. to the altar, and I was like, God said, stop hesitating. Get up here. Mm. It's an atmosphere that you create. It's almost like a bubble that you create between you and God, and there's nobody else in that space but you and Him, and it's just an awesome experience, and you know, this may be something we could do like a mini-series on or something, faith, talking about faith and
0: the prayer of faith, because it gets backed in, and I get that title, because this in the CSV we're looking at right now, that's the title. This part I'm getting ready to read to you, which is something you have heard. This is not new information. If you checked out Let's Talk, we've said it several times on the air. There's no secret recipe. The recipe for what's happening at our church can be done at your church, at your altar, wherever you're at. Because God is on the move right now. And there are so many people who are missing it just simply because they aren't allowing him to speak. They're not taking time to listen. They're not taking time to see what is it that God would have for me to do. But it comes out of James chapter 5 verse 13. We're going to actually read through this even past this tonight i think is where we need to go with this and then there's another part in james where he's talking about faith and your faith being tested maybe we can talk about that a little bit next week i don't know we'll you know we may or may not get back to the book of acts we're going to just see what god does so, but tonight i feel like this is where we're supposed to land so let's go here for just a moment since we're talking about prayer and that seems to be the way that the conversation is going um james chapter 5 verse 13 is anyone among you suffering My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings him or let let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. And that I actually read there through verse 20, I believe it is, and that actually finishes out the letter James was writing here. In this book but i want you to notice something it took place at the altar it took place in prayer time and then we can even talk about this part where it talks about you know if someone brings a person back that they're bringing back a sinner from wondering but prayer of faith that's what it is when we call forth the elders when we call forth the pastors that are there on a wednesday night we're simply praying for people's needs but we've also mentioned here just tonight that you can pray at an altar yourself and
1: spend that time with God as well. So, You know, there's been plenty of times just here by myself that I've just had that altar. <laughs> you know, it's like I made the couch the altar, you know. Because if we, how do I want to say this? There's nothing wrong with what some call the arrow prayers, where you're, you're driving down the road and you just kind of shoot a prayer up to God. There's nothing wrong with that because that... To me, that signifies that you have a relationship with God and you know that he's listening to you. And something was on your heart and you needed to pray for it at that moment. But we all need time where it's just us and God. And I think that that's, for me, that's one of the times that I struggle struggle with the most is making that time. And that's the most important time though, Trenton, is that we, we need personal time with our friend, with our God, with our Savior, with our King. We need that personal time. So I want to encourage you guys, and hopefully this will encourage me as well, is we need to start taking that prayer time more serious. And that means you need to find an altar somewhere throughout your day where you can spend time with God, whether that is just going down to your basement, which is what I typically try to do is come down to the basement where it's the quietest, or if you have an office, or if you have a room, or walking around outside, maybe out, you know go to the park or something at a time of day whenever it's quiet. And you can spend time with God. It's not always just about being in a church. That's a a concept that we've got to get out of our heads as Christians to think that you have to go to church and that's where you get saved. Because see, whenever I was growing up, I, I would pray and pray and pray about salvation and I thought that I had to be in a church in order to be saved. I had no concept of what it was like to really just talk to God on my own and accept him into my life. And I think that's one of the things that we kind of have to get away from. And we have to realize that God is where you are. He's there and he's ready for you at any given moment to, for you to call upon him. So make any place that you need to make an altar. Make it an altar. And you know, there was one thing I noticed here as we were reading
0: these passages. And that is that the person had to make a move. They had to make a step towards wanting prayer. So if you're struggling with anything or you've got needs in your life, the first thing it says, Is anyone among you suffering, let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone of you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him. So there's always got to be that first step that Brett was talking about just a minute ago where we're willing to step out on faith and believe that what we're in need of, God is going to provide that. because. But if we don't make that first move and actually go for the prayer or take the time to pray, then you've got no right to complain because you've not taken the time to do what the Bible told you to do anyone. Anyway, I'm sorry. I was looking at the word anyone when I said that. But so these people, everyone that was <laughs> talked about in this passage, and even there on down, what is that verse... 16 it says therefore confess your sins to one another pray for one another that you may be healed there have been plenty of wednesday nights where we didn't actually pray we called on other people to pray Mm -hmm. because we invite the church down whoever wants to pray they can come and pray with us at the altar because anyone can pray and there's been nights where different people have had opportunities like brett was saying earlier it's not just about us pastors saying a prayer Anyone can pray for somebody else, but they've got to be given that opportunity. And if you're needing that prayer, you've got to be willing to take the first step.
1: And, you know, it's really, too, Trenton, about being kind of sensitive to what the Spirit wants. Because, you know, I was me and Trent were talking a little bit earlier. We can pray and we can pray and we can pray for somebody a thousand times. But if you're standing up there and somebody wants prayer and the Holy Spirit tells you, you need to <coughs> let such and such pray for them. You have no idea why God said that. All you know is that the God said this person needs to pray for this person, and then you later you'll find out why. But you know, we've had those oppor- those opportunities and those times where we've got to be sensitive to what the spirit wants us to do because although sometimes as pastors we like it to be about us, we have to admit it's not about us. And that's one of the things that I see, you know, especially with our church is that We're all humble enough to say, yeah. This uh, Pastor Brad, I think you're supposed to pray for this person, or Pastor Trenton, would you lead this, or John, or you know, whoever. And there's even been times, like Trenton was saying, where we have other congregational people pray that, you know, pray for people because you just feel that leading of the Holy Spirit for that person to do that. And I guess what I'm I'm trying to get at is this: is that whenever you're just obedient, and whenever you're just listening, and you're listening to the Spirit you're going to be amazed at what God will do in a prayer time. Mm-hmm. Whenever you, you you get away from just saying, well, I'm laying hands on this person, and you just say, God, what is it? And one of the things that I always do, and I know I, people probably wonder why I do it, I don't know, but when someone asks me to pray for somebody, I'll lay my hands on them, and for the most part, I'll be silent for about five seconds. I won't say a word, at least five seconds. And I'm listening, God, how do I pray for this person? Because I'm going to be completely honest. Nothing I say is going to change this person's life. When I open my mouth, I want it to be exactly what God wants spoken. So I'll sit there and I'll be patient for at least 5 to 10 seconds before I say something, usually. And I think that we need to do that. We need to be sensitive to what God is speaking to us. Because they're not up there just to hear Brett say something that's going to make them feel better. They're up there for answers the
0: prayer of a righteous person it goes on to say has great power and is working or and it is working so where are you at on that where where are you at on that just something for you to be thinking about out there so are you striving for that righteousness are you striving for God's standard and if you are then just know that your prayers are being heard uh, what was it? One of the Old Testament prophets was it Ezekiel, where he had been praying. It was like 38 days later before the answer came, and he was he was praying to God, and the angel said that he was fighting against the principalities. That's Daniel. Daniel. It was That's Daniel, Daniel. Yeah. It was in Daniel where he was fighting against the principalities just to get through him. So it's not one of those and I've heard people say it that, well, I prayed it once, I'm done. God heard it the first time. He can do it with that. No, God wants you to continually seek after him. Continually pray. The old acronym, pray until something happens. Push. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. And we just had that word push coming up at the Armor of God conference. It's time to push. We got to push into these things. And we got to pray until something happens. We've got people out here, Christians, that are needing delivered from whatever ailments whatever physical needs mental needs spiritual needs that they've got going on financial needs whatever it is there are people that are out here hurting how do you expect god to touch them unless you open it and you're willing to pray with them when they need it you've got to allow that time that means taking time at the end of the night the preachers pastors out there listening to us taking time at the end of the service to pray with people. And we record these on Sundays a lot. And this morning we did it after service. Again, we had prayer time with some people but uh, it was mentioned, Ed mentioned here for Joy Church this morning that after service they'd be praying for more, and there were some that came and got prayed for after the service. You know, just because everybody else is ready to go and ready to leave doesn't mean every need has been met and fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So we've got to be willing, especially as a leader, a pastor, whatever you are, a leader in a church or a ministry, you need to be able to take time, regardless of how inconvenient it is for you, to take time to pray with people.
1: You know that brings another point to mind is too, of the spiritual aspect of this. You're talking about Daniel and the, the principality that he was fighting with, and everything that happened there. There's a spiritual uh, realm, and you you know you said I pray I prayed one time. It's done, right? I'm good. I don't have to pray no more. But pray until something happens. There's something going on in the spirit realm. And if there's something going on in the spirit realm, that means you need to continually be praying, you know, because also in the word, it says pray without ceasing. And there's a reason that it says that. So we're supposed to pray without ceasing because that there are things that are around us that we cannot see. There are things that we fight with and our prayer is our main weapon. So that's. I guess what we're getting at tonight is the importance of prayer because there's so many different aspects of it. Yeah, there's praying for the sick, and then there's laying hands on people, and there's spending your personal time with God, but there's also those warfare prayers. Where we have to go to battle on somebody's behalf, somebody that's sick, somebody that's dying, or something that's happening in your own life. There is spiritual warfare that is taking place while you're praying. And that's how important prayer is, is that you actually, when you hit your knees, you're going into battle in some way, shape, or form. You may not know it, but all around you in the spirit realm, they're trying to stop what God's getting ready to do through you and it's not just any prayer it's a prayer of faith and if you're out
0: there listening to us right now we're not just preaching at you and teaching you this if you got prayer requests you want to send our way there are multiple ways to do that and we tell you that at the beginning and end of each show and also you there's several of you that have hit us up on messenger and different places just to let us know we are more than happy to be praying with you about anything if you would want to send us a message or a prayer request because I like what it, it talks about Elijah for a second and how he stopped the rain and then he prayed for the rain to return. But then, verse 19 and 20 says, My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. How many people do we know right now, Brett? Then we've heard about it on the news. We've heard just people that we know in general who are wandering from the truth that we need to be praying for and pulling back in because ultimately it is always a spiritual battle. No matter if they want to admit it or not, it is always a spiritual battle. It's always a spirit battle that is taking on that person. You're never fighting that person in the flesh. You are fighting a spirit. And you need to understand that. And once you understand that, then you will understand the importance and the significance of the prayers that you're saying. They're not just words that are coming out of your mouth. When you're speaking that stuff out in the atmosphere, you are changing atmospheres, especially if you are praying for other people. And I've seen God do several times where he's We'd be praying for people, and the prayers were answered. And then I can't explain as far as like physical miracles and things, why it doesn't always happen the way we think. That's one of them things I'll have to ask God when I get there too. But I have seen people healed, so that doesn't mean you stop praying because you've seen someone not get healed. It means you're going to continue to pray. You're going to continue to pray with faith, and you're going to pray until something happens. And then if God takes them home, then they're ultimately healed anyway. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, and that's one of the things, you know, we've been we've really been seeing satan move like for for every move of god we see we see the enemy attack in some way and that's i we really got to get that through our heads is that just because we get a victory in something doesn't mean we stop praying it doesn't you know because that's what the enemy wants and we're seeing that a lot right now you know we've got different people coming we're not going to give circumstances or anything like that but Different people coming up to us for prayer for different types of things and all over the place. You know, the whole spectrum of things, anything you could think of, really, we've had <laughs> we've we've kind of been dealing with. And it's because God is moving and it's because we are praying and we are laying hands on people and we're wanting to see change in people's lives. And these there, there are people making changes in their life and then the enemy attacks. And then that makes it hard for people to come out of certain things. But that—that's why we got to pray without ceasing. That's where that comes back to. You can't just say, "Oh, I prayed God would take this," and then, you know, God doesn't take it the way that you want Him to. So then you, you just give up. No, you've got to continue to pray. You've got to fight, and that brings it all back to this spiritual warfare thing. We're in a battle, and prayer is your weapon. The Word of God is your weapon. Your your personal time alone with God. Those are your weapons. And that's the reason he tells us to do these things is because of the the things that, you know, we're seeing at our church right now. And, and, you know, in different places, we're seeing people deal with things. We're seeing the enemy attack people and people are getting beaten down and they don't understand why. And it's like, okay, well, are you doing this and this? Are you doing this? Are you doing this? And, well, if you're not doing any of the things that the Bible and that, that you're supposed to do, if you're not praying, if you're not fighting back, then, yeah, that's why you're getting beat up. Because he's, if you're not fighting back, it's just like a boxing match. If you walk into a boxing ring and you don't put your gloves up and someone cold cocks you one good time, you're going to hit the floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is. You've got to put your guard up and you've got to get in there and you have to defend and you have to fight back. And it's not just people at the church. I mean, even in our own
0: personal lives, we see things like this happening. And the more and more people find out you're pastors, you get more and more of those requests to pray. And that's just kind of the the way it is. But that's what we're here for as well. So I want to go ahead and take the last few minutes we've got here to talk about what's coming up in June, June 17th and 18th. We've got the Freedom Conference this year. It'll be the second annual Freedom Conference. We did move it back a little bit. Last year it was June 5th. We pushed it back a little bit to June 17th and 18th. The 17th is a Friday night at 7 o'clock. We will have special guest speaker, Ms. Tasha Hart, who you've heard the last couple of weeks on here talking. and She was at Armor of God Conference. She was at Cross Connection. I mean, she's been around for a while. We've known her for a while. If you, you've you seen any of her videos, she's probably on there at least twice over on um, nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. She's been on Unified several times. So, as a matter of fact, next month in the month of May, she'll be back with us on Unified. And we're going to try to have a group of us on there talking again. So she'll be there Friday night, June 17th at 7 p.m. And then the next day, which is Saturday morning at 10 a.m., we're going to have Pastor Aaron Boyd of the Spark Church in McClure, Illinois. And I'm looking forward to hearing him speak. I hear he's got an amazing worship ministry as well, which we're looking to book them for cross connection for their worship ministry. And for those of you that are looking that far ahead, October fifth, uh, 13th, 14th, and 15th will be our cross-connection um, revival this year, whether it's in a tent where it's at we're looking it depends on what happens with this facility and what happens here in Mm -hmm. the future so but if we do it in the tent again it'll probably be in the same place if not we can find we can put a tent up elsewhere but on the 15th that saturday night for sure the one we do have confirmed booked is aaron michael will be back with us and if you were at the armor of god conference we'd also have the return of christ church of the heartlands praise and worship team
1: it's gonna be a good time. I don't. I mean, Freedom Conference last year was the first conference that we had done. The first one I'd been a part of, coming over to Next Level Freedom Church, and last year was I would call it a success. We all had a great time. I mean, even at that, the devil was trying to move, wasn't he? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Eddie Street, one of the first speaker that morning, uh, was having trouble getting. No, it was the second speaker. I apologize. Was having trouble getting there, and it was just one of those things. But you know. Freedom Conference is coming back around. I can't believe that it's been a year since that has taken place, but I'm looking forward to see God move again. It's going to be a great time. We encourage you guys to come out and join us. uh, As of right now, we will be at the church location at 1225 Old Cape Road, Jackson, Missouri. So come on out and join us for that. And anything else? that. One thing also that sets Freedom car, uh, freedom
0: Conference separate from the other conferences is there is a 15-minute Q&A at the end. So you will have opportunities to ask the speakers or any of the pastors that we have up on the platform questions uh, that you may have going on just in your life. Last year, we had several questions. They lasted 15 minutes completely both times and before we actually ran out of questions. Um, so it's a good time period, at least for right now, but it gives you an opportunity to ask the questions that you've been wanting to ask, to find out things. And to the best of our knowledge, we will answer those right there on the spot. If it's something we have to look up, we'll get back with you on that, but we haven't had to do that so far. But we did have several questions last year and they were good questions and people were, were, I think it helped people. They were able to ask the questions they were thinking about and so and Aaron Michael and Eddie Street both took that time at the end so that gave you something to look forward to a little bit different with Freedom Conference we wanted to make sure to throw that Q&A time in there make sure you're subscribing if you're checking us out on any whatever platform you're checking this out on right now And then hit that share button to share us on social media share it with all your friends and help us get the word out of the gospel and of the show here. Also, if you want to subscribe, you can on Rumble, YouTube, we're on those platforms as well. About every five shows, we put something up there. So, and you can always check us out at nextlevelfreedomchurch.com, the Let's Talk uh, page there. If you go to Media, you scroll down, you hit click on Let's Talk, you can see previous shows that we've had on YouTube and places. And not too long ago, probably six or eight months ago, we added the latest show, right there on the page for those that are checking it out in the audio form where you can check that out so make sure you're helping us get the word out on that Um, also you can hit us up at the voice message link located at the bottom of the description of each and every episode you can hit us up at wait.letstalk at gmail.com you can send us those questions or if you've got questions for freedom conference that you want answered and you want to email them in, go ahead and do that. There's our email, talk at gmail.com, and we'll make sure they make it in the bucket. So, But also, if you show up, there will be cards there that day to where you can fill them out, write your question, and drop them in the bucket, and we'll try to get to them. Other than that, I'm going to say goodbye for now. I'll see you guys next week. Turn it over to Brett. All
1: right, guys, remember to check out Facebook. Let's talk with Trenton and Brett. And head on over to Zap It as well and check us out over there. And if you want, guys, if you're looking for podcasts like this or just uh, looking for a different place, a place where you can find some other uh, sermons and preaching and thing like that, you can head on over to nextlevelunity.net. There you're going to find other kind of like-minded podcasts. You'll also find some websites there to some other places that we are, I don't know if I want to say affiliated with, but that we are in contact with might be the best way to say that. Uh, that we've got their permission to put some of their their websites and things up there as well, so you can find some good preaching at those places or some good podcasts there as well, nextlevelunity.net. So with that said, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for the awesome opportunity to share your word, to speak some truth tonight. We just pray for the listeners, Lord, that you will bless, watch over and protect, and bring us back in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I hope you were blessed and inspired by the content. Do us a favor, go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already, tell a friend, and share this on social media. We would love to share the good news with as many people as possible. We'd also love to hear from you. If you have topics you would like us to discuss on the air, you want to give a shout out, or maybe you just want to say hi, click on the message button below and let us know what's on your mind. Thank you for tuning, God bless, and we'll see you next time.